Welcome to Don't Be All Like Uncool, a way too deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm joined by Miss Julia and Alex. We have a freeform episode today. A what kind of episode, Alex? A in-person live episode. I was going for bottle episode. Oh. <laughs> well, I was, I'm just pointing out that we have an audience here. Yes, we do. A silent one so far. We'll see if she uh, says anything. My cat Stevie is here. Mm-hmm. She... Which is why I'm going to be screaming. I'm a little bit further away from the mic than both of you are because I have this cat on my lap. I don't want to <laughs> sit up, disturb her. You know, important things. Um, we just watched together the latest episode of Salt Lake City. This episode's going to come out on Monday per huge, but it is the holidays. So we are only doing a quickie sode on Salt Lake City. And what a phenomenal episode it was. Oh, God. Did you say phenomenal? Yes, that's, that's exactly it. what I said. I, I'm going to be honest. I have no idea what just happened. I have no idea what I watched. That table, everybody's yelling, everybody's mad, and I really cannot Mary tell you. Mary worked her magic on you then, because that all happened because Mary was pretending like she didn't say what she said in Vail. Yeah. It caused such chaos. Just that, that pure lie on her end sent everyone into a tizzy. Is that what it was? Because Mm -hmm. Lisa ended up seeming like the bad guy. Jen ended up crying and leaving. And I understand Jen's sitting there becoming like, you know, overwhelmed by everything. But I don't get why Lisa's the bad guy and nobody was actually talking to Jen. I guess their fight was, no, you said something bad about Jen. No, you said something bad. Mm -hmm. Which then, of course, since that's just the way it's happened with every fight this season it gets put on lisa like whitney makes the point that oh lisa's being fake right now that's what starts the whole conversation of everyone being fake mm-hmm. yeah and I then thought- lisa of course i think she reached a breaking point where like meredith's not standing up for her jenny's not standing up for her yeah she's I, already in trouble with jen yeah i've I've said it before many times, but I feel really bad for Lisa this season. I feel like she's kind of become the scapegoat, and I don't know why Whitney has decided that Lisa's this evil mastermind. Like, I don't know why. No offense to Miss Barlow, but I don't know why they're giving her all this credit. I don't think she's doing anything other than the very obvious setups that we've seen that haven't worked out mm-hmm. you can't just nod I your can't. head <laughs> i know i don't know where Julie's to go contribution that. yes oh the most wild scene i thought at this peace lunch was when mary and jen are talking to each other to the side and jen is in silence while mary tells her she prays every day that she's guilty and then mm-hmm. takes a little too long to self-correct. Yeah, a bit of a Freudian slip. Yes, and I don't know why Jen sat and listened to Mary this whole time. Everyone in this show, I realized, is so polite because no one's willing to say Mary's insane. I can't have her yet. Yeah, yeah Jen is even like upset that Mary is leaving the table after Mary was basically. Yeah, like Jen should like see through everything that's happening and know Mary said all that bad stuff. But when Mary was leaving because she was being questioned about that, Jen's like, "No, Mary, don't go." So yeah. sincerely. Okay, but like when you'd be like, "Oh, thank God, Mary, go, go." Yeah, no, don't leave. Oh, oh no. you think that's what she was well, doing? No, I don't think so. But that's how I would yeah. be. I can't imagine being in a room with Mary would be comfortable unless when you're in it. Does she not come across? As that crazy. 
but like I said off mic while watching the episode, like all these women are so online, you'd think that they would know, like that whatever spell she has on them while they're filming the show, seeing the way the internet reacts to her, you'd think that they would have an understanding of who this person is and that they shouldn't be following falling under whatever spell she has over them. They're just too polite, I think. Yeah. They're polite yeah. women. They don't want to... Well, stuff. I mean, confronting somebody is uncomfortable, but these women all have the job where it is their job to confront somebody. Um, Whitney found out things from Cameron this week. And we still don't know who it is. And she, the woman who insists no, on honesty, yeah. we've been teased that she's called well, Cameron now a whole episode, and we have two, no two episodes, two episodes, and we have no info. Because she thought that her getting the scoop from Cameron and telling Lisa about it would result in Lisa saying it out loud on camera, so that Lisa's again the one that's like outed. Uh, yeah. Do you think the only info is that he mortgaged his house for 300000 Because Lisa said that four episodes That's ago. True. Is that all we have? I don't know. I know like what's been posted on Reddit, at least what I've seen, has been pretty vague. But then Whitney's saying, oh my gosh, I googled all this stuff. He told me to Google. I found out all this stuff. I don't know why they're being so cagey about it. It's definitely more than that. Because like she has that thing about how they're predators. It's creepy. It's so creepy. So there's definitely a couple, at least a couple more things. But you think if Lisa's, you know, number one thing is to take down Mary, then this would be good info, but she wasn't pleased. She thought it was weird. Robert Sr. is not a predator enough to hunt out Mary's jacket for her in the closet. So they're lazy predators. Mm -hmm. I don't think that the girls need to be worried of Mary because I think her husband might like strangle her in her sleep. I had the disdain. Mm -hmm. Do you think he didn't know he was on camera? I think he is a ghost that haunts their kitchen (laughs) and never leaves that kitchen. (laughs) Making short grained rice. (laughs) And raw meat to poison Mary with. Yeah, Mary is very worried about her food being cooked and all that stuff. Yeah. Her grandma, or, you know, Robert Sr.'s first wife. um, Her grandma. Her grandma, however you want to look at it. (laughs) Both are true. Both are true. true. (laughs) Um, She died very young and under semi-mysterious circumstances. She was in, like, her 50s or 60s, like, very, very young. Mm And he said that she had a heart problem, but there was no medication in the house to point to that. <gasps> so the, and Mary's mother thought that there was some kind of foul play. And immediately after she died, Robert Sr. started putting in, um, like dividing up assets. And Mary's mother put a like restraining order on him. Like you can't start messing with this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then a year later, he was married to Mary, so. Dang. Yeah. And this all is so believable, considering mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. we've witnessed on our television. And I learned this from the Bravo Docket, which is a podcast with two lawyers, so shout out to them. So we know it's real because these women actually did research and went through court documents. <laughs> so <laughs> this isn't me on Reddit this one time. This is actual people. Well, this is me reciting what I heard. <laughs> This is a very good plug for another podcast. This is the Wikipedia page for a very popular podcast that's been on for years. This isn't just us with our conjecture about uh, Drew on Atlanta's husband. (laughs) (laughs) Try to kill her. This isn't just some libel that we're 
Spewing. Oh yeah, I know. If we ever, uh, if anybody important ever listens, we're going down. <laughs> we can't afford those fees. But I did sense the reason for the allegiance between Meredith and Mary. This episode is it anti-gen. It is not only anti-gen, but it is a research and private detective work behind the scenes on being anti-gen. But then mm. you think that Meredith would have been upset when Mary went to comfort Jen. That's why Meredith was storming out of the room. Oh. She was upset. Oh. Interesting. I feel like at the end of this season, if we went back and watched this episode, we'll see things we didn't before. It's like <laughs> like a true murder mystery. Yeah, <laughs> like if you watch like Clue or something, you're like, oh, there it is. There it is. There's the hand. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's how this is going to be because right now I can't even pinpoint the drama of that lunch. It was so confusing. Everybody pointing at each other. For saying something bad about Jen when they really all did. Yeah. And they were all just yelling at each other, no, you did? Is that and, what happened? And Heather and Whitney were... Silent. Having their cake and eating it too. Yeah. They were... They kind of got away with it all. And Though they have all said, even Heather in the nicest way, has implied she thinks Jen's guilty. Yeah. And she said it to her face. Yeah. In a yeah. very, very nice way. Um, and... I mean, that's always kind of the questions with these shows. If you say something and then you're polite to their face, is that just being polite or is that you being Mm -hmm. two-faced? So, Well, it's interesting because um, Whitney saying everyone's being so fake is immediately following Heather being very fake with Mary. So it's like they're both as two-faced as everyone else on the show. And she just met up with Lisa mere days before. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of their job because... Okay, if you were going to say in real life, if you didn't like somebody, you would never be rude to their face because that's a weird thing to do. What would you do? Not hang out with them. What if you're contractually obligated to hang out with them? Mm -hmm. Right. And Whitney was accusing Lisa of being two-faced, but I would argue Lisa's the least two-faced out of any Bravo housewife that we've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like she's very... Lisa Barlow comes first. <laughs> yes. It's in her tagline. You don't have to like me. I like myself for the both of us. There you go. That's good. That monotone. One word. Isn't yes. that interesting? <laughs> she doesn't draw breath. No. Overall, what a great season. And I'm sorry. I know we're only in our second season. And I always do this. Beverly Hills couldn't. Oh, see, I actually watched this episode and missed the ladies of Beverly Hills. And what? they would not have fallen off their stand-up paddle boards in that creepy, like, <laughs> cave of a swimming pool. Yeah. And they would have walked those two bridges in their stiletto heels with much more grace. Okay, so other than active activities, Julia. <laughs> it's it- nice to appreciate a woman just doing an amazing job at yoga on a stand-up paddleboard. I don't know. Beverly Hills just like doesn't. Beverly Hills do ladies it for would me. not have worn what Lisa wore. No. <laughs> well, Jean line. shorts. Oh my god. Oh, her fluffy, flowy top. Now that was the most confusing outfit. As that it we've hit seen. the water, hopefully it wasn't dry clean only. The thing that's missing, I think, from like what we saw this episode during the pho lunch, is that like there are no clear people. Um, going after Mary in the way that like Sutton Garcelle were very clearly like 
cynical of what yes. Erica was up to mm-hmm. anytime there was like a big group function. Um, there's no one really going after Mary when she's there, which is just so... Again, we talk about the spell she has over them, but it's so odd to me that they do just let her take over. Do you think they secretly are worried that she's God? Because, like, I think Whitney definitely is. Whitney acts like she's, like, I don't know, the Babadook or something. Like, she can't she can't stand up to Mary because she might smite her. She has a power over them. When she's in the room, they cannot be mean to her or they can't even cannot. more so than erica jane who like yeah. she had an effect on like she Lisa totally had that power that, but but not on Sutton. yeah no true like beverly hills is way less chaotic yeah these women can't they don't even know what they're fighting about i know beverly hills is like you know who likes who who doesn't like who. uh-huh that's where i'm confused mm-hmm. salt lake it's like it the allegiances shift so quickly it's like oh like Whitney and Jen Shah are friends now. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. Yeah. The alliance switching so quickly is definitely where I get lost sometimes because I always try to, you know, I pretend that these are real people and I'm there too. And Which so you know, this show maybe it has the most quote unquote real people on display. Mary, that is who that is. I think yeah. all of them. That's Jenny. Who that's who that yeah, is. Yeah. Jenny. That's who that is. Whitney. I don't think could give us anything <laughs> else. Uh-huh. I really do believe that these. This is what you're getting. Where again, Beverly Hills, Lisa. Um, oh, Lisa Rinna. <laughs> I was Lisa Rinna and Kyle both just kind of seem like they're at work acting. Well, they're actresses. These women are not acting. Mm-hmm. Do you know who the biggest actress on here is? Which she does a great job because we all love her. I think it's Heather. Yeah. I think she's yeah. the most composed. She knows she's playing a role. Yeah. yeah. She's the smartest, I think, on the show. Though, as I was saying, as we were watching this, we're about to find out how smart Jin Shaw is. Mm-hmm. I think Jin Shaw is going to come out of this just fine. I started to get that, too, on mm-hmm. this episode. Do I think she's innocent? I think she might be. I think she's innocent. one of many who are yeah, probably not. I, she knows. She knows what's going. A jury on. of her <laughs> peers may not be able to convict her. She has a certain something now, just like Mary does. They have a certain something, mm-hmm. and where people are drawn to her, mm-hmm. they uh-huh. want her to like them. Now, Stu has pled guilty and is facing up to seventy years. So that can only help Jen. She's like, I in, didn't know what Stu unless, was up to, unless he took a deal. Which I can't imagine what that deal could be if he is facing up to 70 years. Unless that was just like a, this is what he could unless he took a deal. But in the me and Stu and Stu and me scenes that we were treated to for the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. Who was the subordinate? Stu's the one who was pressing the buttons. Jen's just standing behind him feeding him banana. Right. And this banana feeding may be keeping her very clean. I think so. She might be. She might be very smart. Okay, we can wrap it up on um, Salt Lake City in this and episode. I kind of hope she is the smart. Does that I make me so an too. evil person? No, no, no. I totally. What agree. if Stu is doing all this shit and is just like he's operating under this like guise of like if I if I do get busted like I am Jen's assistant. Like he's counting on that being the thing that like. Yeah. It's Matt. Uh, so Julia's husband used to be a forensic accountant. And how many, who did he catch? It was all the assistants of these yes. rich people mm-hmm. who were stealing money from themselves. Mm-hmm. But still, Alex, I totally see like no one's going to look at me. I'm just a little tiny stew. Yeah. And this show is like his best argument for that. 
she has him just like doing his errands, picking up like her lunch and stuff. It's yeah. like, how involved could he be really? Now, before we wrap it up, do we feel like Coach Shaw is going to face the same kind of scrutiny as Erica Jane being a spouse? No, and that's what's so weird about this, though, is because Erica Jane isn't even accused of anything legally. <gasps> Her name was on some of those Her things. Her name was on the things, but she comes off so much more guilty than Jen. She does. And yes. I feel like Jen Shaw is... Jen Shaw is the one being accused. Jen She's Shaw the one directly. Getting... Jen Shaw didn't, like, create a ba- uh, football team for Coach Shaw. You know, no. It's not like... You know how Erica was, like, given, like, a Broadway show, you know, like... I guess, yeah, the equivalent would be if Jen bought Coach Shaw a football team and then paid for them to play games and his name was on everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Then I'd say, yeah, Coach Shaw's going down, too. But, and then also just Jen comes off so humbled by this all. I think that was Erica's downfall is that uh-huh. she never said She victims. acted like a bad bitch for whatever reason. It's like the worst move in the world. Which is funny because I don't know if Jen, I don't remember, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, has said like, who, I'm so sorry for these victims. I had no idea what's going on. I don't know if we got one of those statements, but I'm not really looking for it as much. Because I don't think her we have. Atti- I don't her, think she's we just have- been very much on the defense about it all. But her yeah. attitude is, is humble, like mm-hmm. Alex said. So I think it's kind of like taking the place. I don't notice that I need that. Mm-hmm. And like, did we get in this episode her basically refusing to downsize her own home? Yes. Yes, we did. Yet we still feel this humility from her. It's an Airbnb. Yeah. She can't quit early. She's mm-hmm. got to go through that end date or they're going to charge her an extra cleaning fee we all know because well, a lot of like erica's tears were like it's this person i didn't know this husband like was doing these things like i didn't know jen's like not saying that about like Stu. really she's not like putting it all on another person in that way no she's no. just saying i had no idea this is what was going on yeah her distancing herself from Stu when she was having lunch with heather though was oddly unbelievable yes, yes. yeah that guy What's the right hair? Stew? Stew. Steam? Stew? Stew! <laughs> like she had never heard of him before. Um, I'm really excited for the rest of the season. I would love a Mary takedown, but I don't think we'll ever get one. Oh, she'll I think it'll sh- come. I think, I think she'll, she'll leave, leave the, the show, show before that happens. Do churches- These ladies aren't really going to take her down. Mm-hmm. These ladies aren't going to take her down, and I don't think the government can either. Churches are so protected. I don't know if she will ever get well, what's coming to her. The saddest thing is Cameron was trying to take her down and he died. Yeah. yeah. I think. No. This is so depressing <laughs> and dark. <laughs> dead. <gasps> when Whitney finds that out. Oh my gosh. Oh. Is Mary trying to kill Cameron and then kill me? <laughs> <laughs> she invited me to lunch. Is she going to Stab me with a fork? <laughs> on Whitney Rose, real quick, if we can just sign off on her. She, uh, as I've been looking at product placement of, you know, beauty products, everyone else's advertisements has their models using said product. No, hers did not. <laughs> hers didn't even try, and she televised us that. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if she read between the lines. <laughs> Poor Justin. He's another tragic figure in all of this. Oh, they're, I think out of all the marriages, 
Including Seth and Meredith, I think that Whitney and Justin are going down. I thought it was so sad last episode when he was like, look, I might die soon and leave you all with no money. I'm so much older than you. I'm going to die. And Whitney's like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm. This is the darkest show there ever was. It's so dark. It really is. It's got that TLC flavor from me. It really does. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at likeuncoolpodcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all. 